0: The What's on Joe Mind Team Stream? It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. You got nothing better to do. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. Good to see everybody. After well, it wasn't quite a week for you guys, but uh, good to see everybody else after a week. In case you noticed it, uh, back on Wednesday we did drop the first ever What's on Joe Mind mail call. That is where we we uh, used to be the post sack segment. And now we're just doing the post sock as a separate entity. So, if you, by all means, if you still have questions, you, you still want to, you know, write comments, uh, leave correspondence, whatever that we talk about, uh, still send it to the same old places. It's just not going to be part of the team stream anymore. It's going to be its own thing in mail call. A little bit of a little shorter piece of content that you can digest during the week instead of having to wait for Super mondo mega team stream on friday nights but uh with me as always the queen of gi joe cosplay it's joe colton
1: hi everybody how are you
0: joe colton is is um skirting the lines of professionalism by reviewing a movie while she's on a live stream for a completely different set of ideas
1: i have three minutes left
0: <laughs> And i would normally say bad idea but this
2: is a scary movie, and if any of you wondered if Wonder Woman actually has a weakness, she
0: does. It's scary movies, so if and you it's see, scary movies. So in the bottom row there, if you see Joe Fulton melt down, um, it it's a, there's a good ending on that movie. At all. Yeah. So,
2: and if at some point in the next few minutes she just goes, "Oh, that's lame," she's not talking about me or Mike, which we might be. No. Nope. But it might just be the, the twist ending she saw coming for 90 minutes.
0: But um, And if she melts down, by all means, uh, that I think that's an instant you have to like this video. Mm-hmm. I so, think that's true. Yeah. Is, so Wes she's watching, left me,
1: and now I have you guys to support me.
0: <laughs> she's watching Fear and
2: Loathing and Hoboken or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, anything involving New Jersey is automatically a horror movie. Right, it's the that's scariest it. movie ever. It's called Bayonne.
2: Now watch <laughs> this, I got a magic trick, ready?
0: Boom! You know what I'm doing? You're covering for one of your family members to walk That's in. That's exactly right. How to make Mrs. Weber a disappear.
1: What?
2: Michelle is going up the stairs. She's camera not, shot. Not quite ready for her What's on Joe Mind debut. So there we go.
1: Oh. Yeah, white
2: hat. I know, Boy Scout. <laughs> it's all That's right.
1: Why. You've been married for so long.
2: I know, right? Almost 24 years. That's like... A lot in dog years.
1: Mm-hmm. Trained very
0: well. Forty-eight. I don't know. Joining us here in the top row and making us do math—that's the honcho, Mark Weber. And I was told there would be no math. Uh, right. But
2: but yeah, here here we are uh, back again, and uh, I'm excited because I'm the I'm the belle of the ball tonight, right? I'm the prettiest girl at the dance uh, with my Joe Fest presentation to show you, uh, which was. I love going to Joe Fest, um, but there were some projector issues, right? So Technical difficulties. I've been told that I had issues with projection in the past, but this was totally different. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to show you what I put together for Joe Fest because putting a nice deck together is a lot of work. Uh, so let's get that out there for the fans. We've got to give the fans what they want.
0: Well, we don't have to. Well, no, but, but it's nice when we do. Hey,
1: you know, no extra charge. <laughs> Somebody has to.
2: Right. Somebody's looking out for the fans in case you had a frustrating week or
0: something. And if you want to do your part to get the, uh, get the best show on the internet out to the fans, uh, again, go ahead, hit the little like button down there. Hit the little subscribe button. Uh, if you're on Facebook, give us a little emoji of some kind, either a thumbs up or a heart or something at any point. Uh, all these things, all these reactions get us into the rotation a bit more uh, and, and really help the the metrics on our little videos. And and by all means, go back and, and check out the, the mail call video we did just two days ago. It's only 20 minutes long. It's not going to take a big chunk out of your life. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was better
2: than our usual content. I mean, uh, it was right up to par. It, it, fine,
0: ended, it uh, ended a practice. lot sooner than our usual content, which makes it better. I guess that's true. It was just <laughs> as good, but condensed. And sometime soon, we, we might be able to even do uh, postcards from Losertown.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to know right away, though, how dated they are. If the guy was like,
2: in the middle of this pandemic, I'm having a little trouble. I can use a ray of sunshine Name Go! <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> what? Target me, like a Joe Colton. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> um, that's a that's a layup segue. Yeah, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. If, uh, if you got a couple dollars laying around too, uh, be sure to pay Joe Colton's way out of the swear jar. Uh, swear jar is brought to us by our good friends and all the cool stuff, and you can find it in our our coffee links down below. Um, that's that's the whole thing. The swear jar is is our coffee account. Buy Joe Colton some swears in the swear jar. Um, but uh, before we get to Mark's presentation, what do you say we get some news? Do, 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 do. All right. <laughs> she's watching something. Laughing? She's not even paying attention, but she's on top of the news sound effects. Mm-hmm. But uh
2: sound of someone stabbing, right? A sorority girl, I'm pretty sure.
1: I'm trying (laughs) not to look. It's like
0: (laughs) That does defeat the purpose of reviewing a movie.
1: I don't want somebody so I watched the first time that guy's head came off, and I'm not a fan of this. (laughs) Like it was like excessively like chopping his head off, like and uh, and then up like in pieces. It's gross.
2: Just to make sure. Sure, it's (laughs) pure killer. Right. Right. Is it OCD killer? Maybe. You can oh. tell if the cuts are very straight.
0: <laughs>
2: the only the only psycho killer who uses a paper cutter. Hold still.
0: She uses a three.
1: So not right. So not good.
0: Who's who's touching their microphone? Cut it out. It's probably, probably. Joe. It's kind of a personal question. I'm gonna let it go, right? I mean, I, I'm 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 di- I'm in the director's chair. I have to ask those. No, <laughs> that's true. Don't ask those. They hate buddies. kids. They hate kids. So, anyways, our first news item. Uh, it's the Snake Eyes GI Joe Origins news dump. And there's our man Henry Golding in his poster. Uh, first little bit of news we got. Snake Eyes is rated. Drum roll, please. PG 13. Yeah, right. Surprising no one. Shocker. Right. He um I, I guess uh, apparently there's a nasty word that gets used once, and there's some booze. Um, and that's that's about it. We kind of expected PG 13. Uh, lots of gun play, lots of swords play. Uh not particularly graphic violence, but but violence all the same. So again, PG thirteen, no big shocker there.
2: It's where it should be, right? What we expected.
0: Right, it's where we want it to be. We don't want no no namby pamby snake eyes GI Joe origins. No, 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 no. We want inappropriate for young children snake eyes GI Joe origins.
2: I like that it was rated PG thirteen in the original time. The original uh, MPAA description was for realistic violence, uh, language, uh, alcohol use, and death of a Kiko. So, right. That's good to know. Cause she did.
0: She did. Sorry about her. Hardly. Uh, Next little bit there is the, uh, there is a snake uh, San Diego comic-con movie panel. Yep. And this is from comicbookresources.com directly off their page. Uh, So you can go and check that out. We've got a link down below. It'll take you right to it as well. Uh, And I quote the snake eyes comic-con at home panel will be hosted by Mari Takahashi and will feature special content from the film behind the scenes footage. And exclusive interviews with stars Henry Golding, Andrew Koji, Ursula Corberó, Samara Weaving, Haruka Abi, Takahiro Hira, Peter Mensa, and Iko Uweis. And writer of the G.I. Joe comics, Larry Hama. Also in association with Comic-Con, Snake Eyes will be screened for fans first across the country in 10 cities on Wednesday, July 21st. So that's just this coming Wednesday. Uh, the Snake Eyes comic can't... Uh, snake... I got all those names right, and I (laughs) mispronounced Comic-Con. The Snake Eyes Comic-Con fans' first premiere screenings will take place in the following cities. Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Seattle, Miami, San Diego, Houston, Phoenix, and Vancouver, eh?
2: But not Boston.
0: Oh, why would it? Follow at Snake Eyes Movie and tune into the panel on July 21st for more information about how to see Snake Eyes when it premieres in your city for Comic-Con fans first. So uh, good luck to you if you're close to one of those 10 cities. Uh, maybe you can get in a little bit early and and just hold it over the rest of our heads for that extra two days. Mm-hmm. So if you're a diehard
2: fan, that might be a
0: good time to stay off social media. Right, yeah. Next this This next week is going to be spotty. Yeah. Okay, so we move up. Uh, One more thing we got from the movie this week uh, was Larry Hama posted a brief thumbnail review on his Facebook page. You can see there, July 6th, at 744. Just got home from a private screening of Snake Eyes. It surpasses my expectations by a lot. Much more of a martial arts film than the last two outings, but still brings in the Joes through Scarlet and Cobra through the Baroness very impressive fight choreography, which is mostly practicals, and the acting quality of the leads lends the subject matter much gravitas. There will be those who will not like the deviance from my comics continuity, but I felt it was what needed to be done to make the story work in the present. So there you go, right from the man himself, Larry Hama, giving it a big thumbs up as far as uh, content which he didn't really necessarily do the first two times around.
1: Oh I no, mean, he was pretty blunt about not liking them.
0: Yeah, he he was he was really really didn't like the first one. He was a little more lukewarm towards the second one, um, but it kind of got the damning with faint praise routine. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 I, I'm getting a little bit more of a better feeling about this movie than I, saw. I was really. You know, the the official line for us on this has always been, we don't care so long as people go see it. But it may actually be okay. And hopefully people will go see it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited because when I asked him about the first one, uh, I had seen him at, I think it was JoeCon. He looked at me and he said, Joe, do you know how sausage is made? That's how I feel about this one. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I need to to remember that one. And I did. (laughs) I'm like, ooh, (laughs) So to to see him write a review like that like makes me really excited. Because he's not he's not one for for like towing the line and being like, oh no, it's great, it's great, mm-hmm. he, see it. he
0: Yeah, he's not a gusher.
1: No, no
2: more no. than a bit of a renegade in his right. career, right? So okay, cool. Yep. you know. And but if, but if
0: if he didn't like what they did with this movie, he'd probably just you know go after them with a sword. And he ha- and he has them. Sure, you know. well armed.
2: Uh, and I'll play Sun Devil's advocate. Um, I l- it's great that he likes it. Doesn't guarantee that we're going to, but it's. I, I don't. I don't. I can't imagine him writing anything more effusive than that. Right. That is effusive right. from Larry. So, okay. Bodes bodes well, and we're, we're going to find out real quick if this movie releases next Wednesday, as they expect.
0: Or next Friday for the rest of us, please. Just saying, just saying, man. Small cities like Indianapolis and Boston.
2: I've been, uh, I've been pretty clear that I'll believe it when it's actually on the marquee. So
0: <laughs> we'll see. I, I mean, come on now, you, you, you your percentages have to be going up some at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, this is like the end of the
2: game, right? When it's like win percentage ninety nine point eight percent, but. I don't know. I know a guy who got bit by uh, bit by this studio. So
0: I mean the the only thing that is the only thing that is going to keep this movies out of theaters is like the bomb dropping. It's it or on Tuesday if
2: Black Widow makes eight hundred billion dollars in the box office this weekend and, and they're yeah. terrified of a superhero
0: movie and they move it.
2: Not that that's ever happened
0: before. Yeah, no, they can't do that now. That's to, like I know. I know. Paid for it, man, it's done. Look, I get to be bitter. <laughs> we know. It's all its all you do about this it's one. It's not all I do, but I <laughs> do it so about well. About this particular topic. Yes. yes, I it do it so well. It's, yeah. it's, it's something of an art. Yeah. A lot of practice. <laughs> so, next news item. Do, 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 do. Hey. She remembered to unmute her microphone. Yeah, that was almost mute, 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 mute. She, she's still watching that stupid movie.
2: Ah, he's coming for you, Joe. Joe, yeah. so I'm
1: like, I have paused it. I'm like, can't, can't.
0: <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, oh. you, you can get your tickets for Snake Eyes on Fandago already. Those those tickets are available now. So
2: not, not, to, not to correct you, Mike, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced
0: fawn go. Oh. That was that
2: was
0: a that was a joke on our show long before either one of you came on. Uh, see, we're getting retro. But uh, next news item was this little graphic from the folks at Super Seven. Uh, it's weird, and they didn't release a whole lot of details to go with it. We told you everything we knew about Super Seven back on June fourth. Uh, So if you want to hear all that stuff again, go back to the news segment in June 4th and check it out there. Uh, I don't want to cut into Mark's time too much tonight uh, as far as getting his his presentation in there. But we've got some crossed out words there. And from what we've been able to put together and what I mean by put together um, work, we have gleaned off of people that have tried a lot harder than we did. Yep. Uh, Codename is Fan First. Detail Reaction is the first line, de- or the second line. Detail Ultimates is the third line. Detail Cyborg is the fourth line. Uh, ultimately, like I said, we don't know much more than we knew and reported on June 4th. Uh, a G.I. Joe Reaction line is likely coming soon. We've seen some of the the listings in target systems and what have you. So uh, we'll we'll see what comes to pass with this. On July fifteen, mm-hmm. so uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have an episode the next day, just like that, just like wow. it's like magic,
2: right? And I, I love what Super Seven is doing on a number of different levels right now, and didn't know it because he was keeping it quiet. But I know the guy, the designer that worked on this, is a guy I worked with at McFarland Toys, really talented. So and I haven't picked his brain or or you know I I don't do that. Um, he wouldn't tell me and it'd be awkward anyway. So, but I, the guy who's been working on this is really talented. So whatever it is, I imagine it'll look really good.
0: Yeah. And it could be reaction. It could be, um, uh, what's the ultimate line that they do at super seven. We, we really, mm-hmm. just, we, we don't know. We don't know anything past pretty, pretty 99% confident that a reaction line is coming. Among other things,
2: because and and you know, no offense a Super Seven, and I have a cu- I have a couple friends there. But what everybody's really clamoring for is five points of articulation, GI
0: Joe. <laughs> that last line there—that detailed cyborg. Maybe we're getting an 11 eleven-inch uh, Robo Joe to fight with your eleven-inch bat.
2: It's a good idea. Or that big uh, that big. Uh, remember the Cobra thing that some third-party guy was making a couple years ago. From the Pyramid of Darkness or something, there's the Cobra Robot thing, the Kaiju Cobra, maybe. No. You don't remember that? I'll find a picture.
0: Yeah. Uh, the
2: Steel Kaiju, that's what it's called.
0: Yeah, whatever. Okay. But uh, Matt Rubin asked the obvious question, reaction Joes aren't going to sell, why would anyone buy a Joe figure with less articulation than a regular Joe? it may be a Joe that we don't get any other way. Yeah. Maybe. Joe wearing a specific outfit. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's Joe Colton, did somebody die? Yes. <laughs> he deserved it.
1: I unpaused it. It was gross.
0: <laughs> we could tell. Skirting the bounds of professionalism. I don't know if the movie's any good, but the soundtrack sounds amazing. <laughs> but, anyways, maybe maybe Super Seven G.I. Joes look like uh shipwreck and snake eyes when they're on the run and acting as satin's backup dancers. Maybe uh Super Seven looks like Ace from the Sunbow cartoon, which looks nothing like Ace from uh, the the actual line of, of figures. Maybe it looks like Flash from the from the cartoon, which didn't look a whole lot like Flash from the figures. So, Maybe it's yeah. Bongo the Balloon Bear. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's possible. It, Hondaloo.
2: Where's my Hondaloo figure?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's these types of characters that aren't going to see any other kind of release any other way. <laughs> because me, they shouldn't. The reaction, right? <laughs> because they shouldn't ever. I'd I okay. be kind of annoyed if I spent 14 bucks for a fully articulated Hondaloo West action figure, frankly. But, I'd be oh, more annoyed if I spent 17 on a Super 7 figure, but again, these aren't necessarily for me either. But I'm just saying there's an audience out there for that type of completeness. Fair enough. So, uh, moving on. Get back to my my flip window here. Next news item. Telling you, we're going to have to we're gonna have to put a moratorium and and say no more movie reviews during our show. No, I think that was
1: oh, on no, I'm p- paying attention to this now. I like yep. stop that. I can't handle it.
2: That was on target. That was yeah. they weren't sure if they were gonna fulfill Joe's pre order
0: on this slide.
1: <laughs> so I clapped.
0: They she was responsible. Well. <laughs> but uh yeah, we, we um we got seemed to have gotten through another target pre order event with I don't want to Little? say no, no resistance, but but minimal. It be minimal is a good term. Um, I would I wouldn't uh, say this was as smooth as as barbecue and breaker were, but it's certainly in the B to B minus category. We did pretty good here. Um, so, anyways, if, in case you were living in a in a hole, the day for the GI Joe re releases the Cobra Island re releases on Target's website during their summer geek out. It was the second day of it. It was this past Wednesday, uh, July seven, and um, they put all the figures up in the morning, and then nobody could get through to buy anything. Nobody could get through to pre-order. Nobody, nothing was a, Nothing good was going on. I
1: feel like <laughs> we crashed the website.
0: Yeah, I didn't. So <laughs> except around, for
1: Mark Weber, I had
0: nothing to do with that. Around noon. Um, Hasbro put the message out on Twitter, at least. I, I, they may have gotten the rest of social media, too. But I saw on Twitter that they said, hey, thanks to everybody for letting us know. We got, we, we, we got a handle on this with Target. Um, and just stick with us. We'll get this fixed for you. And lo and behold, they kind of they did. Mm-hmm. did. The rest of the day went very smoothly.
1: I'm surprised.
0: Uh, yeah, Baroness and the Cobra Viper came down. But the other four figures were available that day. Uh, everybody seemed to get their fill. Beachhead sold out. Firefly sold out. Um, the Cobra Trooper and Roadblock, I believe, are still available right now, um, which is a little surprising that the Cobra Trooper is still there. But again, if you're limiting it to one per order, uh, maybe not. And But they also announced that the Baroness and the Viper would, would be pushed back to the next day. Uh, so 9 o'clock a.m. comes the next day. Baroness and the Viper are supposed to go up. And, um and it was a little rocky there for about half an hour things got a little tense uh, but then at 9.30, everything rolled right through I think you can still get a baroness if you need a baroness it was a little tenser on the west coast at 6 a.m in the morning right or if
2: you're if you're oh, yeah if you're torpedo Mike out there that's 4 a.m I know I know we believe the world runs on Eastern time but we're right not really true we are
0: correct Mm -hmm. we are correct (laughs) mr arizona
2: right miss oregon thank you very much whatever (laughs) my cat is sharpening his claws on the back of the couch to anger the dog
0: Mm. (laughs) mark weber's wild america
2: really i'm a zookeeper now it's fine (laughs)
0: So, anyways, to I'm, I'm bad at that too. To, to pull us back clearly, you're you could be doing something about <laughs> it. We haven't seen you move, so oh, yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, to to go back, um, uh, you know, Target looks like it uh, they got us another one. They got us another one here. So good, good job there uh, to all parties involved in getting this straightened out in relatively painless fashion. Um, uh, cool. We're gonna call it progress. Yeah, good for you. Progress on the eighth, the Hasbro Pulse website also put some of these exclusives up for premium members. You could get a Beachhead, a Firefly, a Cobra Trooper, or a Baroness on Hasbro Pulse. I, it appears they did not, or no, it was a um, Beachhead Roadblock, Cobra Trooper, or or Baroness. Uh, they apparently did not have Firefly or the Viper available on on Cobra. Uh, on Azra pulse. So extra, extra shots there, I guess. I mean, you have to,
2: you have to give them credit for coming through on this and, uh, you know, and and communicating, right. That's a, that's a big part of it. They came out and said, Hey, we understand we are working on it. We'll fix this for you. Great. Cool.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. all you asked for. It's something they were not doing for about six months. No, they haven't been doing it. So you know, I don't want to give too much
2: credit for the basic minimum of customer service, but they weren't doing it until yeah. now. So it's a it's a really, really good step.
0: Joe Colton, you get anything?
1: Um, I did not. I, I didn't want anything more.
0: That's a lie. Mark, you you're still uh and you're still uh sticking to your target red out. Can't, can't
2: do it. They uh I gave them the opportunity to keep me as a customer and they declined. So, uh, but that doesn't mean I won't get stuff that's from Target. I'll just get it from, it say? no, other sources. I'm pointing at Rob. Oh, I, I oh,
1: like over, over.
2: Yeah. I can't do that plastic
0: man thing, but yeah. Uh, by all means, leave your your experiences down in the in the comments below, and not the not just the silly live stream comments, but down there where they where they can be saved for posterity. Get us in the rotation, kill two birds with one stone, help us out with the the YouTube metrics, and and make your story heard. Mm-hmm. Right, live right. forever.
2: Live forever. We're offering you immortality. In the, in the the section, at no charge.
0: Yeah, I was I was at work all day today, folks. So if you if you get on Target's website, if you get on Hasbro Pulse, and there's different availability than what I said, by all means, crucify him. Right. liar. Sorry. sorry, I checked it at Pepper. about eight o'clock this morning, and that was the last time. So it, name,
2: name the source, Mike.
0: Pepper. Not happening. Pepper. Not happening.
2: You we say Weber, Fibber, Fibber. Okay, pants, pants could be on fire and we would not know.
0: There's no pants at all. That's what I'm talking about. Go get them, shipwreck. Yeah, so, anyways, that's uh, that's it for the news.
1: Do, 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 do.
0: I'm sure there's other news. I don't know. I will figure it out. We did get that neat, uh. That nice piece piece of marketing from Stupid Monkey. Uh, We used it as our our intro screen, our 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 thumbnail for this video. Where Henry Golding is a badass. Mm -hmm. Quality stuff.
2: I almost had. I was ready to rip it apart for one specific thing, because the Cobra Troopers at the end don't have the knives in their sheath because where they place the knife, it comes up and obscures half the face. So I was gonna be like, "Look, even stupid Buddy knew to pull that knife out from a, from their neck." And then I rewatched it. and went, oh, there's no visible weapons anywhere in this video, like no no pistols and holsters, no nothing. So obviously uh, on purpose for some reason or another. So.
0: And Ryan's oh, a snake eyes spoiler. And yeah, that screenshot did come from somewhere. Thank you, Diane. I was gonna save it for shout. But- if you're gonna if you're gonna go and, and just headbutt us on that one right away, yes, you're. Thank you, appreciate it because I came home again. I was at work all day. I needed a quick a quick go to, and and your yours popped up first. So, thank you much. Yay! But um, yeah, so that brings us to to. Uh, our our feature presentation tonight, right, Joe? It's going to be the best
2: movie you've seen
0: all day. Oh, it's
1: got to be better than this, like <laughs> choppy thingy.
2: So I like to call this away Death Camp 5. What? <laughs> yeah. So this was the uh, the presentation I put together uh, for uh, Joe Fest two weeks ago uh and gave it but because the projector had problems we just pulled everybody up to the laptop it was a couple dozen uh die truly diehards who uh hung out for my panel and they were great uh and they got to see this very small um but we we did q a afterwards for about half an hour and and had a really good time so but you know a lot of work went into this and, and i know the community would like to see it so let me show you my Joe Fest panel. I think you'll you boot that up for me, Mike. I can. There we go. Aww, so look, I mean, that
1: handsome fella,
2: right? I was like, how do I want to start? And I'm like, you can't go wrong with the beefcake photo, right? So
0: <laughs> apparently, we want to start very pale. Well, yeah, you know, everything will get tanner
2: as we go along. That's for sure. But I've set the baseline. Uh,
1: Panelicious by Diana.
2: Right. This is my, uh, this is my uh, LinkedIn picture uh, taken in the backyard, a couple years old, because everybody's LinkedIn picture is like three to 14 years younger. Uh, and I had two guys at Joe Fest say, huh, you're taller than I thought. Because this is shot, I think, at a bit of a downward angle. And they thought I was Frodo or Bilbo or something. But no.
1: I thought you were bent over in that. No, I'm, photo. I'm, ne-
2: I'm kneeling. Oh. Uh
0: begging forgiveness, most yeah, likely. For, but for people at home, as far as large ensemble podcasts go, pretty tall. Yeah. A big bunch, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the web. web is a good six foot two and, and, and you know, big. And yeah. I'm 250, I'm two
2: fifty uh two years ago and we'll
0: stick with that. Yeah, I am I'm at six feet tall and, and probably fatter than that, definitely fatter than that. Joe Colton is like the cruiserweight champion of what's on Joe Mind, and she's a okay. 5'9. Yeah. No, I'm
1: not. I'm 5'10. Don't you take that inch away from me. Make me a short person.
0: Joe, Col- Joe Colton is a dainty
2: little flower, <laughs> right? Who can rock seven inch heels when she wants to. So,
0: I mean, he, at, at rack Time Rob's as tall as I am. So, we, yes, there's no like we, we roll deep. Oli Oli is not the softy here. Yeah. We're really looking for
2: a three person co ed. Uh, Podcast Volleyball Tournament That's what we need We
0: uh, we would conquer Yeah, Bump Set
2: Spike And Spike is right below So, anyway Let's uh, let's get rolling here I want to show you the good stuff So, this is for the people who don't know me And there were lots of people there who don't know me So, we went through it with I'm Mark Weber And, hang on, let me get over here Huh Hang on it's not quite working the way I expected. Oh, there we go. I'm from Oregon. We'll back it up. Grew up in Oregon, born in Western New York. Moved to yeah, Oregon when I, was, right, when I was four. Uh, I went to Arizona State with Pat Tillman, a real American hero uh, and a favorite of mine. Graduated with a degree in broadcasting and spent eight years on the air and as a producer for uh, sports radio stations in Phoenix, and Washington, D.C., uh, before getting into toys was looking for a media job and they were looking for a sports journalist was how it was listed that's how it got on my radar mm-hmm. they were headquartered in phoenix and we were looking to move back to phoenix from washington dc uh we had to get out of there before joe arrived because there's only so much room right like we didn't want to skirmish so uh-oh went the wrong way so mcfarland toys led way to hasbro this was in 2012 i spent a decade at McFarland Toys before joining Hasbro in 2012 to work on the Transformers team. And that's where I uh, shepherded the Generations uh, segment, uh, the fan-focused portion of Transformers. And if you if you saw my cover letter, it would talk about how I increased global re- net revenue 900% over two years. That's my favorite number. Uh, and that was mainly under uh, the Combiner Wars uh, stuff that I put out that I'm... Very proud of, them. easily the most profitable thing I ever did in my toy career. And
0: After, if, we, if we can interject real quick, Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Colton, what do you think of robots?
1: I hate robots.
0: Okay.
2: So Go I on. got it. Based on Joe's recommendation, I got off that very steady, very profitable, very important team. And uh, made a lateral move when requested to uh, work on G.I. Joe under Daryl DePriest. That would have been in fall 20, September 2014. Uh, And it was pretty exciting because they said I'd be working on movie product for the new G.I. Joe movie coming to theaters in March 2016. So, I mean... Yeah, uh, but it was an, it was an umbrella of brands. There's a lot of Owned Boys brands they wanted to activate. And some got started, some didn't. Uh, but it was ROM and Visionaries and Micronauts and Mask and uh Stretch Armstrong and Action Man and all that good stuff. Uh after leaving Hasbro, when uh the delays to the the constant delays to the third film led to the elimination of my position. So looking for a new opportunity landed at toy state which was a small uh mainly radio control and vehicle play company up near boston uh they closed after the closure of toys r us was kind of a death blow for them uh but restructured and are out there as nico or nico n-i-k-k-o uh radio control uh went back to school uh landed my MBA, and ended up at tops as a digital marketing consultant on their collecting apps uh, and it was supposed to be Walking Dead to start with, but it became WWE pretty quick. And then I also got to work just a little bit on Star Wars and Disney and actually Major League Baseball, which was great because I had worked on uh, Major League Baseball product uh, from McFarland Toys and their sports books. Uh, after Topps, the big one, as I landed, went from being a part-time uh, underrated co-host to a full-time third wheel on what's on Joe mind the longest running GI Joe podcast in the world nay, the universe
0: de facto uh,
2: right and then after that I worked for RMS international uh, which is a British company that uh, makes toys for value channels, so a lot of dollar general and stuff like that that was a shorter opportunity than I had been told uh, but it's important to let your people go right the week before Christmas bonuses. So uh, that's what put me out and into eternal baseball, which is my own thing uh, with my partner, Brett Rotundi, my oldest friend. Uh, and this is a website, a program where we're simulating uh, a full season with the greatest rosters of all time. So think that like I, do, I talk to Yankees cause that's my favorite team, but the Yankees have Joe DiMaggio followed by Lou Gehrig, followed by Mickey Mantle, followed by Babe Ruth, followed by Aaron Judge. So it's the every team's best overall lineup, all the players in the prime simulated playing against each other. We're about three-quarters of the way through our first season. You can check it out at eternalbaseball.com or on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We are easy to find. Uh, but we're hard to get on the air for our regular podcast. And so when my partner Brent has been too busy... I know a guy who uh, fills in and does a great job. So Mike and I are on the broadcast uh, quite often. And uh, uh, we'll be again tomorrow as the Oakland A's host the Boston Red Sox. We always play as the home team. So as Yankee fans, we're going to try to beat Boston tomorrow. So that's a little bit about me. But this is what we're here for. Uh, I'll pick it up because I'm running long. So this is building a line, what might have been. This is what I wanted to make for 2017 and the the sewing you gotta roll hill at hasbro and most people know this and i'm not i'm not speaking out of turn here nothing here is is totally uh brand new concepts or, or pulling the curtain back daryl talked about it uh openly at a Joecon on uh, a couple of years ago where everything is is you know uh item count and tooling budget that's how you decide what you're going to make and a little bit from legal on what names what trademark names are about to expire that we have to make new product for the cement the trademark so uh at Hasbro essentially what they do every year is try to make more profit off less overall items so every year your item count gets squeezed a little bit doesn't matter who you are everybody has less than they made the year before unless it's a brand new launch or a new kickoff or something, but overall the company tries to make less items every year. So when you're on Transformers and they're pushing out item count, they'll say, ah, Transformers, you get 205. Generations, you get 42. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got 42 to work with uh, for new items. Now a re-released item doesn't count against that overall item count. So that's why every year on every team there are package refreshes where it's the same basic item in a different in different packaging to beef out the line uh, without taking away from item count. And then there's tooling budget. So you might have 205 items, but you don't have the tooling to make them all brand new items. That's where some of your part swapping and and reusing and frank enjoying, uh or lazy bastard customization uh, comes into it. So this is what I wanted to do for 2017. Uh, bear in mind, coming from Transformers, where you get 205 items a year. I wanted to honor the 40th anniversary of a real... Well, it would have been 35th. So what I've done is taken my basic pitch and updated it for what could be done for next year, for 40th anniversary of real American hero. So this is the stuff that I went to Daryl with and said, I want to do this. I think it would be a great big hit. Likely would have been Toys R Us Focus because that was the only place fully taking Joe at that point. So, again, we're looking at the forty-eighth anniversary. So we're looking at 1982 figures, the, you know, the, the Bla- Operation Blastoff. And what you're looking at here is what you could have found on Pegs. And I know Cobra Commander was not on Pegs in 1982. It was a mail-in figure. But you really can't do this line without Cobra
0: Commander. You're you just doing that to deny us the opportunity of going, in our best fanboy voice, well, actually... Right, right? You
2: gotta, gotta defuse that. And then you earn Street cred because it's already in their mind, right?
0: Well, actually...
2: When you're up there, it's like, ooh, Mr. Cotta, Mr. Cotta, Mr. Cotta, and you're like, no, no, no. I know. But you gotta have them. so Cobra Commander is part of this. Uh, originally, in my pitch, I had these guys in two-packs, and that's a sneaky way to get more newness out there, because if I put a two-pack together and there's some new tooling in there, or even just some repaints, which counts too, uh, I can get two figures done for one item. Uh, Marvel did this really well. If you remember some of the Marvel Legends, where they'd put like Black Cat and Hellcat together in the same line, and they'd have the same packaging, and it would be like, you know, Cats of the Night, and then half the wave would be Black Cat, and then half of it would be Hellcat, and they called that uh, uh, Dark Magic. Right. You working the dark magic to kind of steal item count. And that actually got shut down while I was there because the Marvel team was doing it way too much. So anyway, I was looking at two packs, but there is really nothing better than the single carded Joes with the Greedo artwork. This is big time and it was something I wanted to try to preserve. So anyway, this is what you could get on shelf in 1982. Right. And these are the best versions of the modern Joes. I never could have done O-ring Joes because the tooling didn't exist and I wouldn't have had enough tooling budget to go with O-rings. So I had to use what was available. So there are some real hits here. There are some real misses here, but this is what we're looking at for single-carded Joe figures of what's available to me to use. So, uh, and again, I've updated this for current so the stalker you see down there is the retro stalker that's out right now which is a really really good figure so uh he makes my list and then these guys are the cobras and then your vehicle guys right so uh steeler hawk grand slam and clutch uh some good some bad one well two dreadful uh and the cobra commander and the officer and the cobra are the ones that i got to work with bobby Bala on. The only thing Val and I worked together on for a little while before I was uh, walking out the door uh, was that uh, San Diego Comic-Con Cobra missile set. So these are, in my opinion, uh, the best versions of those characters and what I would be choosing from and working around in some cases uh, for this new uh, set. So in 82, there were no Cobra vehicles yet, but, you know it's about as iconic as it gets as far as Joe vehicles go uh and some of these are updated because they've been updated and some of them aren't because they never really were so this is what we were looking at from a vehicle standpoint based on 1982 and then also from a packaging standpoint what these guys looked like on shelf way back when. so if you're looking at it from a a total item count and and a line perspective and this will this will make your heart go pitter-patter the 299 figures that were available back in 1982 the 499 smaller vehicles that came without a figure your 899 vehicles that came with a driver and then the big daddy the Mopat, the only motorized item in it so in 1982 if you just add Cobra commander in there there were 19 brand new items allocated to the gi joe line and this is what i wanted to replicate and I shared the, the concept with Daryl and said, I know we won't get 19 items, but as many as we can get will help us up the creativity and right some wrongs from the figures that have already been released. And so the pitch was get as many as you can. And it came back. This actually was for 17, but it's been updated for 22. And Daryl said, can we do it for four? which is like an absolute torpedo shot. I wanted I needed what well, needed would love 19. 10 would have been great. I can do it with seven. And he said, I can give you four web. And oh. that hurt. Yeah, that hurts. But the uh, but I wasn't ready to give up on it. I said, you know what? Roll up my sleeves. Let we'll me see what I can do. Four items. All right, let's go. So Looking at what's available and not available out there, these, these are your must fix issues. These are the guys with the real problems, uh, from what's available to us and the stuff that's not available to us. So, uh, as you know, not a big fan of the brutal chest cut, uh, but it's worse on some figures than others, right?
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: So, Flash Grand Slam. Two of the worst modern figures ever for a variety of reasons, but mostly that they have a giant chest protector that's been sawed in half. Just abominable figures, these two. Flash was mainline uh, Grand Slam, of course, for the club. The Hawk figure is a gigantic mess. A lot of silver missing from it. Silver in the wrong places. Gloves, I guess, like latex gloves on him. Like, just so much wrong. Uh, with Hawk. Breaker has some, has some nice things. I love the bubblegum. Yeah. Uh, but the suicide risks were awful on everybody that got them. And other than rock and roll, I think Breaker is one of the best known bearded characters. And his beard was a tampo print. It was painted onto a clean shaven guy rather than a sculpted beard. So that was brutal. That needs fixing. Short views was Doc's head just repainted. And I would have loved for sure if he to, to have gotten his own head. Uh, he's the hardest to find. He's the one that came in that $100 battle in a box thing, uh, I think, at Target. Yes. Uh, so a lot of people had trouble finding him. And then these three vehicles, well, two of them don't exist. The jump tooling has been lost forever. Not that everyone's anyone's clamoring for a new jump. Uh, but the HAL is a great vehicle that hasn't been seen since, like, 85, I think. So uh, it's the tooling doesn't exist. And the old tooling wouldn't work anyway because the, the pilot seat is so tight, you couldn't fit a modern inch scale Joe in it. So the howl is out there as a problem, as is the MOBAT, even though it exists. And we all have had many opportunities at a MOBAT over the years. But the new figures don't sit in the turret well at all. They, they go in about up to the mid-thigh, right, or top of the thigh. Uh, so it looks like, you know, like he's on the Steelers driving a big wheel. It's a bad look. Yeah. So the MoBat would require at least a little bit of tooling to free up some room in that turret. So here's the plan, what I would have done or what I would do for 2022. So single carded Joe's at 1299. That works. You got to get all these out. There's nine of them that I would release single carded. I would put these in case packs of twelve, and double up on Snake Eyes, the Cobra Trooper, and the Cobra Officer, because you got to feed the uh, the uh, Army Builders. Uh, sometimes you could get away with changing the figure and not having it count against item count if you were only eliminating a piece of deco, and that's what I would do on Grunt, which is not a great figure, but was made worse because they added spray paint stubble on his face which you never have. So pretty sure I could get away with, hey, lose the stubble and it wouldn't cost me item count because no designer has to touch it. It actually saves a paid uh, operation. So lose that. The only disappointment here is I don't have the item count to fix short views. But the only other time you could get them was in a set that was originally $100. So giving you the availability of short views at twelve ninety nine will make up for it being a somewhat subpar uh, figure. The Zap was only available in that Cobra Island seven pack. So he wasn't easy to get either. And you'll get him single packed here. Scarlet and Stalker, you'd have to watch because they were just made available as retro figures. Uh, so the, the collectors may not have the need for them that they, uh, that they might've had otherwise. But anyway, you can do these at $12.99. Uh, and then as a pulse bit, I would put three, co- or, uh, three Cobra Troopers and one Cobra officer together in a closed box, limited packaging, and I would order the hell out of it. And people could buy as many as they wanted on the Hasbro Pulse for $40. Bucks. Uh, they've done that with an AIM Trooper. Uh, they seem to sort of get that, and that's a place where they can dig really deep and uh, enjoy the, the uh, deep funds that our troop building community uh, will allocate to that sort of thing where i would make a change from what we've had before is i would add figures to these vehicles because every one of them showcased a certain joe on the original box art so you could get rock and roll with the black you could get a new flash with the new jump because it would require tooling to build the jump and you might want to update it make it a little cooler it was always the least of these three vehicles so maybe you could add a second jetpack and a bigger computer or, or something. It doesn't have to be slavish to the original design. Just like the classified figures when done well, you just have to remember the important design cues and stick with them. Uh, I do want to call out uh, Oreo Builder, who's a customizer who does brilliant work. Uh, and I pulled these uh, this flash and this breaker from his work on joecustoms.com. Uh, but it would give us a brand new flash along with this jump, and then it would let us make some color updates to the Ram and fix that breaker uh, by giving him getting rid of the suicide wrist, giving him a real beard. Uh, so yeah. these would change a little bit. But,
0: but given... head that is slightly less large than his torso.
2: Yeah, and uh, given that I still can't believe they can do a new figure with tooling and a hiss tank for $24.99. That's really impressive to me. Um, but because these are smaller and the tooling exists, at least for the black, uh, I think you could get these for 22 99. That's a common price point for the classified figures anyway. So I think these could get out there and these could roll, uh, which moves us on to, Oh, uh, another option for breaker. If you wanted to do something for the pulse, most people know this. I'm not breaking sports news, but if you look close, the original packaging, has a clean shaven, totally clean shaven breaker on. So, if you wanted to make a version for the Pulse that had clean shaven breaker, you could do that. Or, even better, it was always weird to me, but on the cartoon, his outfit was a lot darker than the other guys, right? Right. And have they ever done dark blue gray breaker ever? Uh huh. Never happened. Easy enough, just a different color uh, if you want to order it from the Pulse. So, And the Pulse would have separate item count. It would come from the exclusives team, not from the Joe team. So if they wanted to burn an item on the Cobra Troopers and the officer, great. If they wanted to do it on uh, Blue Shirt Breaker, uh, more the better. Uh, Which brings us to the big vehicle. So you've got the Vamp, the HAL, and the MMS that sold at the same amount. And then the Mobat, which sold uh, for $19.99 back in the day. We have a modern Vamp that's pretty good uh the mms has been used recently uh and that tooling still exists as far as i know uh the mobat tooling is available but it needs work uh to really work for the four inch figure uh but the hal is totally gone totally lost uh and we'll need brand new tooling which is good on some level because we it needs to be beefed up to hit that four inch figure so it'll look even more scary uh rolling in or, or fire it up so uh, there's a good clutch, pretty good Steeler, Hawk's terrible, Grand Slam's terrible, but if we're doing new tooling on Flash, that will get us most of the new Grand Slam figure. All he'd need is a new head, uh, because he could use, just like he did originally, that uh, Flash body uh, with different paint. So, for the vehicles, uh, it's easy enough, and half of it's already been done. This is because I'm pinched for item count. I already used half my items on the jump and the, uh, ramp. So I never had it, uh, because I think I already had the vamp and the howl, but the vamp and how were sold together because they can tow, uh, or one can tow the other. So you could put these together as a vehicle set. That way I can get the new grand slam figure, the new built Hal, uh, the vamp's fine and Steeler's fine. So that's one new item. And I can put them together because the MMS was always the least of these three vehicles at that price point. When you look at them, there's two mediums and a small. Yep. And then you've got the MOBAT, which is big, right? Right. So if I'm trying to hit one price point, I'm going to put the big with the small and the medium with the medium. The MOBAT has a, a, a tow hitch in the back. It can pull the MMS or the howl if you want. Uh, the big question is here, could you afford to keep the electronics for the MOBAT? at what would be a $59.99 price point. I don't know that answer. Um, But you wouldn't have to have electronics to sell the MoBat. If you had to lose it, this is a collector play. You might be able to get away with not having it. Uh, Again, I want to give a shout out to Oriole Builder because this is his fantastic Hawk and Steeler custom, which would be great guidelines for making new figures for these two sets. So, oh, and here's... Here's what Steeler looks like in an old mobat i mean he's pretty much riding a tricycle right so and I, I i haven't ever cracked open a mobat to see someone at the panel said it could be done that if you just hollowed out the bottom of the turret that the figure could sink all the way down and be held up basically by its elbows that there's no actual uh machinery directly below the pilot so i don't know that that's true but someone said it was So i heard it you know and now I've said it on the internet, so it has to be true. So that's where you, that's where you get the your uh, your two packs uh, from a vehicle standpoint. So your total lineup here has your carded figures, nine of them, at $12.99 each. Your uh, smaller vehicles, two of them considered new: the Jump and the Ram. The Flak being Rock and Roll. And I dumped the Camel off his pants. I could lose that. Uh, that uh those paid apps and it wouldn't cost me a new item and then clutch with the new grand slam uh put together in a two-pack uh hawk with the, the new hawk with the new Steeler with the mms and the slightly retooled mobac and there you go so if you look at the new items let's count them up i carry the one. that's right four new items i can get you the entire 1982 relaunch uh with most of the sins accounted for with apologies to short queues. so this is uh what I what I pitched essentially for 2017 and has been updated for 2022 but it's an example of how can I what are the things that have to get fixed what are the groceries I have to cook with what's good enough to re-release uh how am I going to feed collector demand uh under the most stringent of circumstances so this is uh is the kind of thing that that i used to do right and that people there are doing today uh although they're they're they have the benefit of much more item count that i had to work with um the other bit and this is what's next and, and i'm sure most of you know that there is an opening uh, or was an opening for a marketer on the joe brand it's something i went after very hard and uh, did not get was not interviewed for but as part of my chase uh, I shared a couple things with their overall team, and so because I'm a Joe fan, and I want to see the brand survive, if they actually use these suggestions and it helps the brand, I'm thrilled about it. I'm all for it, right? But if they do use it, it'd be nice if you knew where it came from. So here's your toy aisle right now, right? And this is this is pretty current, right? And the one thing you'll note from all these different companies and all these different properties with a small salute to Fortnite for putting the axe in the guy's hand, everybody looks exactly the same, right? Here's my flat figure with all of their stuff rained out around them so you can see the value. But it does all look the same, right? And so it just feels like with a little bit of work that you could be... If they're the most articulated action figures out there, there's no reason you can't have them articulated inside the packaging. This is a legit scarlet figure laid out inside the actual packaging she came with. And where this gets a little extra valuable is if you happen to repaint this item like they did, if original scarlet is the middle one and the repainted re release scarlet is the one on the right. Now they look different in pack, and since so many in a collector focused line, so many people are collecting what's in pack and keeping it in pack, then having that kind of variance uh, could have some value. So this was something that that I shared with them and that I, I would hope they would think about and maybe incorporate down the line. The other thing was, and what aside from articulation really made Joe stand out to me and stopped me from being a Star Wars kid and made me a G.I. Joe fanatic for the rest of my life, that's the file cards. The file cards are phenomenal. They're different, they're unique. Uh, No other toy company was doing anything like this. And they were written by an actual veteran who understood combat and courage and heroism. And so the, the file cards are really, really important. And one of the misses over the years is letting them degenerate into this, the thumbnail file card uh, or thumbprint, I guess, file card, which told you next to nothing about the person uh, and was kind of worthless overall. When I got on the brand, we beefed these file cards back up, but we're required to do them, print them, two file cards front and back uh, with four different languages and put them inside the packaging we're not allowed to put them on the outside of the packaging uh, which was I'm glad we got to do beefier file cards again Uh, but they weren't as good as the originals and they weren't on packs so they never helped sell a single figure and then the solution they have today this again coming right off you have the back of your retro Scarlet figure with the multiple languages the languages are required if you're going to sell this as a global product and it has to be a global product it has what's going to be behind it so it shows where it started what it degenerated to how it sort of came back and and what we're limited to these days or what we're being given but there is a better way and this is something that I've pitched before and I wanted to make sure I pitched again the idea that by using these codes that you Get the figure off the shelf, no matter what country you're in, or in almost every country. And people are scanning them with their phones to get a better file card popped up in their native language in the country that they're in. And the best, well, it's great that you're giving them more detail and more info in the, in the native language. But the best part is to do this, you've got to take the figure off the shelf, they're on the back. And off the shelf is halfway to the cart, maybe more than halfway, if you're doing your job. So this is a way that you can maximize the effectiveness of the file card to help sales uh, while also satisfying that multilingual request. And you could put up to, I think, 12 on a standard size file card. That's how you move product off the shelf, provided that you're making enough product to be on shelf so those are the pitches that i gave thanks for your time today i'd be happy to answer your questions
0: tell you what mark let me throw some at you okay yeah all right uh first one up uh from our friends at gi joeberg hello uh does posing the figure in the package not come with the consequence of figures and accessories being incorrectly inserted at factory and coming to you warped
2: it n- likely not because they would sink into, they'd have their own uh, sink into the, uh, the tray that they come in, right? They're not floating. They're actually sitting the same way, maybe at an angle, um, but they would sit the same way they sit if they're not being held. So I don't think there'd be more risk to it than they have now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would just thinking to myself too, that a static pose is still a pose and a dynamic pose is still a pose. So yeah. The
2: difference, gra- only real difference: one is good and one is boring.
0: Right. I mean, but for the purposes of putting it in a package, it's six of one and half dozen of another. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Doug Monroe on Facebook: Well, uh, has some suggestions there. 30th anniversary Lifeline head sculpt, repainted for short fuse, uh, concept case Echo faction for Grunt. So just think about, I guess, there. That's, those are good, well,
2: great ideas, Doug. Both of those cost you an item. You ah. only get four. So you're losing the jump, the, well, we call use lose the jump, maybe, but you're losing the jump or the Ram or the MMS and the MoBat or the vamp and the Half or either one of those changes, good ideas would love to do them. It's not that I didn't consider them. It's that I got four
0: items. Uh, some guy has a question. Uh, what caused the change in having to print the multiple languages in the eighties, these things were sold in other countries. And just printed in the native language. I'm not sure what
2: changed that, because that's how it was when I arrived. So, and coming from McFarland Toys, uh, I was working on the sports toys, which were mainly North America based, North based in sales-wise in North America. So we were really only doing uh, English and French. Uh, for our, we did a lot of hockey figures up to Canada, and they all got to be in uh, in French as well.
0: Okay, uh, Honcho, what made you go from sports announcer to the toy industry?
2: Well, I was—I really thought I was going to be a uh, media guy forever, and um, I met—I met my wife at Arizona State, uh, the lovely Michelle, and her family was in Arizona, uh, but she had basically stayed home for college. Uh, so we wanted to get away. She'd never been out of uh, of her home home state, really, home city, almost. So we moved. She found a good job in Washington, D.C. And I transferred there because there are clear channel radio stations everywhere. Uh, and I worked there, but eh, radio was a little bit more of a snake pit than I was comfortable with. But I wasn't I really wasn't hitting the, the eject button yet. The reason I found the job at McFarland Toys is that it was listed as sports journalists. They were early adopters of the Internet kind of guerrilla marketing because they didn't allocate much budget to marketing and they had their own home their homepage hosted message boards about their own product. Now remember this is 2002 when MySpace was the rage, right? So rewind go back in the Wayback machine and we didn't know how negative the internet was going to skew but we learned pretty quick at mcfarland Toys. So they wanted someone to be uh the lion tamer really on their message boards, the guy evangelizing the the, the company's uh bottom line and and writing incorrect statements when somebody would say they haven't done a new sculpt in three years somebody who could get on there quick and say not true actually we actually did 18 new sculpts just last year and list them out writing a daily update but they didn't have brand managers really when i got there but it my position morphed into their first brand management position in about a year so i really was brought in as more of a pure marketer but then I became more of a product developer just about a year ago.
0: Uh, can I take a break to go feed Claude? Yes, we like Claude. Is
2: he inside or
0: outside? Don't don't ask questions to answer the questions. What?
2: this doesn't get and take.
0: No. Just saying.
2: The domestication Girl. of Claude is one of my favorite uh Netflix shows.
0: I mean, so long as again, Claude is is a cat for everybody following along at home. Claude is not Diana's son or anything like that. No, no, no. We clearly would want would want that to happen either way. Um, I am looking for questions, so if you have questions. Or if I've answered all the questions, then yeah. I did my yep. job, right? just keep
1: Just keep answering questions that aren't even asked. I'm, right. I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of answering their own questions, which is not what we're here for. We're here to have Mark answer these questions. Right. Should
2: I have been paid more there?
0: Yes. Well, yeah. Is it weird that
2: they forgot about what I did for the Transformers line? Yes. Did the retailers, uh, when they told them they, when they pitched what was coming after Combiner Wars, did the major retailers say, no, you have to keep making Combiner Wars and they extended it for six months? Yes. Has that ever happened before or since? No. Did I keep working on Transformers after I moved to Joe? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Hey, Webb, I can't get an answer on this. Oh, what can I do for you? And I don't know what a fur kid is. Oh, fur kid. That's different. <laughs> when you run it all together, it sounds, it sounds totally different.
0: There we go. <laughs> Mark, outside of G.I. Joe, what line or company would you most like to work on? I mean, I'm a
2: G.I. Joe is the closest thing to my heart, toy wise, right? Uh, and so, brand wise, that's, that's really something. Uh, I'm a big sports fan, and baseball's always been big uh, for me. I'm a big wrestling fan. And would like to, you know, maybe do a little WWE. I actually, interviewed for a job and was a finalist for a WWE job a couple of years ago. So, and they're not too far away. Um, so there's a couple things, uh, but I think it's been it's pretty clear. Hasbro has a has a very known reputation for not bringing back employees. So I don't think it's personal. Uh, I think it's just policy almost. So after a while given the amount of friends i have there and the amount of positions i'm well qualified for that i've applied for and not even gotten an interview for i understand that that a hasbro return is not in the cards it would take what someone i knew there being in a position high enough to just call me up and say web you're my guy come on in. that's really the only possibility so And that's, you know, I I come across as bitter sometimes, but to lose your dream job through no fault of your own is, is a really bitter pill. But if you look at it from a more cosmic perspective, the idea that I got to work on my favorite brand ever, even if it was just for a little while and even without a whole lot of item count dedicated to it, I got to, you know, I got to cook with not many groceries. And I'm really proud of some of the stuff we did. Some of the Comic-Con items, the the uh, Revolution set, the, the uh, uh, Cobra Missile Command. Uh, getting some newness back in the line. It's so desperately to Welcome back. Uh, Tombstone, I'm really proud of. Stiletto, I'm super proud of. And we bring Bill Medro's figure to life. Um, Shooter. That nobody had done shooter ever. Like, come on. Putting uh true builders together in pack. That's that shouldn't be that hard. So I don't want to take too much credit for it, but nobody had done it yet. Uh, even packing the guys in the master case pack. So nothing's artificially hard to find, right? Like some of it is not rocket science, and yet lots of people over the years hadn't bothered to figure it out. And so what I wanted to do more than anything was bring the Joe brand back to province. And I thought we had a shot at it coming out of the movie, but I, I just didn't get to hang around long enough to get to the movie. So, uh, I'm hopeful. I'm I guess, optimistic, but definitely hopeful. Uh, and I got a lot of friends there, so I don't wish Hasbro poorly. And I certainly would never wish the GI Joe brand poorly. Um,
0: I would hope not. That would, no. That would make your being here kind of weird.
2: Right. Well, I could be the, I could go NWO, right? And be, and be the turncoat, right? <laughs> it could be Hollywood Mark Weber, It'd be great. grow the half beard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come out playing my belt like a guitar. It'd be amazing. Uh, but, but no, you know, I, that's the reality of it. And, you know, I'm an optimist, but I'm a realist. So uh, I worked on the brand I most wanted to work on. And even though it was shorter than I wanted to, I'm grateful for the opportunity and and pleased that it resonated uh, with the diehard fans for what it was. People, I think, understood I didn't have a lot to work with, but I did the very best I could. Oh, and she's almost blanked on it. The sightline figure, which is for what it means to the community, is a big deal. And that I got, that was my idea, even though uh, I didn't know Gary. But I knew what his impact in the community and what his loss meant uh, to the people who do what we care about. So getting able to do that, and that was at a point where they had just put down the hammer and said, "No more real people as figures. None. We're not using anybody's face. We're not using anybody's name. That is over." And like two months after that, I'm like, "Hey, I got an
0: idea."
2: Ah. But it worked because they had already developed the figure, and because as luck would have it, the figure is completely covered head to toe. So there's no likeness there at all. So my idea that Daryl pitched uh, to Gary's wife, uh, or widow you know, uh, because he knew them at least a little bit. And so with their blessing, we were able to make that figure. I'm really proud of that.
0: So, Mark, give this about uh, 60 seconds just to fill in some folks who who uh, might not know the term but uh i don't entirely understand item count
2: okay here, uh here you go and this is this is nothing new daryl talked about this very openly and i thought it was really smart because when you educate the fan base then they become it's sound this sounds terrible but they become disciples of the truth right they spread the knowledge and they'll answer people on threads on message boards where you can't go as a Hasbro employee. So educating the fans on the process is very valuable. I was really happy that Daryl decided to do it. So uh, from Hasbro senior management, you get your item count for the year. And that's, you work almost two years in advance on product. And they say, okay, so if we're working now, they would say your item count for GI Joe for 2023 is 40 items you get 40 items and everything you want to put into a lineup is classified as either a new item uh or a package refresh or or a straight re-release it's only it's one of the three a re-release is exactly what it sounds like the exact same item released again so nothing changes same packaging same artwork same accessories Out it goes. The price point might be different if it came out a while ago and it's more expensive to make now. But the actual item is a complete copy, a perfect replica of something that was available before. A packaging refresh would be uh, if I take a single pack snake eyes and a single pack storm shadow and put them in a two pack together. So now I've changed the packaging but the items that are coming within are exactly the same the factory would set up their production lines exactly the same to make those two figures. It's just the packaging they would get put into would be different. The uh, re-release and the package refresh do not cost you from your item count. If you're changing anything about the figure, uh, and I said earlier, sometimes you can strip a paint app off that it used to have. Sometimes you could get away with that. But the, the gospel of it is If you change anything about the figure, new head, new stripe down the leg, change the accessories, less accessories, anything you're changing on that figure means it costs an item count. So if I thought the Steeler figure should have blonde hair, not brown hair, so he looks like the cartoon more, that costs a new item. That's the same from an item count perspective. That's the exact same as saying, sculpt me a brand new Steeler head to toe. All new accessories, brand new paint. That's the same count off your item or the same cost off your item count. Now it's not, and there's also the the tooling budget, which is tied to it. How much money do I have to actually create new items? So, you know, just because I have, like on on this bit, I had four new items to use. But it also, it didn't mean I could make a brand new mobat that's twice the size, right? More the scale to a real tank. I'll do a brand new mobat, I'll do a brand new Hal, and I want a head-to-toe new Snake Eyes and Scarlet. I wouldn't have had the tooling budget to do that, even though I had the item count of four that it would have qualified for. So that's that's the, the, the bare-knuckle two-minute uh, walkthrough on what item count is. Now, bear in mind, uh, I haven't worked at Hasbro since April 2017, so it may have changed since then, but it was it was kind of the iron rule that that's where creativity started, was when you understood how many new items you had and how much tooling budget you had to work
0: with. Okay. Joe Colton, you still kicking down there? All right. I know it's not, it's not a Joe Colton-intensive episode. I apologize. I said I was the bell of the ball. All eyes on me. Next segment is Mark's cosplay experience, right? Um, I got. I, I do a bitchin' classified. Do <laughs> G. G. I. Schoberg comes back with uh, Mark. Can you definitely say that O-ring construction has been dropped because it's more costly, or are the construction costs closer than us casual fans assume? I think oh, this is ahead. a pretty valid question considering how many. Third party creators have come with O ring figures in recent Mm -hmm. years.
2: I I never got to look at the cost of O ring because they just flat weren't doing it when I was there. And because I was so limited in uh, tooling budget and item count, both, uh, if I'd have pitched, hey, let's go back to O ring, because most of that tooling does not exist anymore. So if I'd wanted to do O ring, I could have put out like three figures a year. Right, because they all would have been brand new sculpt, and it would have really neutered the line. And they were they were happy, but by and large, happy with the 25th anniversary style four inch non O-ring Joes. And so they weren't interested in moving on from that. And even though I really don't like the chest cut, I knew that wasn't a fight I could have at that level. My hope was when we got our six inch Joes out. That's when we would find build a better mousetrap and get rid of that cut across the chest. But Bobby's and my pitch for six-inch shows did not did not get approved, uh, which was a, a less than fun day uh, at Hasbro. But I don't know that it's more expensive or less expensive. But this is what they're committed to right now. And for me, uh, again, trying to build you know to make a nice dinner with limited groceries at least with the modern style joe i had pieces i could pull from right and stuff that worked whereas if i'd gone to if i'd had even had the opportunity to go to o-ring with the limited item count and the limited tooling budget i wouldn't have been able to put out hardly anything and the last thing the joe Rand needed by the time i got to it was you know a pretty high uh tooling, oh, yeah. to, tooling to profit cost and the idea that, yeah, maybe all three of them are great, brand new O-rings that you love, but how many of them are you actually going to buy? And I needed, I needed to show that the brand had a pulse because no one believed in it. Uh, the time I was on Joe, no one
0: believed it. And we'll take this one as the last one for the segment. Uh, Mark, what was the one figure you wished you could have fixed the most?
2: Yeah, I, well, one I got back... Um, and there's, uh, I think you saw in, in the Loose Heads pack, they put out that there was a Duke head that had never been released. In that uh, San Diego Comic-Con pack that had Jetfire and the Micronauts and uh, uh, Action Man and Rom and the Dire Rape and all that, that was a, a a straight play to save trademark names. So the idea was, how do we save all these trademarks for this Micronauts line We want to get off the ground? How do we save some of these... Uh, things that are going to expire. How do we save ROM? Uh, how do we save mask? Right, by having a mask guy in there. Uh, and that was that was totally me. It was well, this is how we can do it. And how do we save seven or eight micronauts names that are deemed critical for a for a launch uh, without blowing the tooling budget? Well, you make them tiny. Micronauts are small anyway, so we made little tiny micronauts whose only job was to preserve the trademark for a launch down the road. So that's why that, that set looks a little weird, um, but it did tie into what IDW was doing. So anyway, and, and Diana Davis punched me in the throat when she hears that There was a brand new Duke in that set as the G.I. Joe representative, and he was glorious. Uh, so yeah, Diana, it, you're dead on right there. We made the best Duke And he was all set for that lineup and legal called down and said, hey, we screwed up. We're going to lose roadblock. And I'm like, well, we don't have a whole lot of items for this year and it's a little late to plug it in. Uh, And they said, you just got to have roadblock come out somehow this year. So given that that was the only item that I could monkey with at all, I went, you know what? There's a Renegades roadblock that's never been released, that's totally made, totally ready to run factory wise. So that's why you got Renegades roadblock in that set, which just to preserve the trademark. Uh, but unfortunately, it shelved, I mean, a superior Duke figure. Um, but that roadblock, I like that it, I, I hated as a collector when they would start a series and not finish it. Right. And they give you Skywarp and Starscream, but not Thundercracker. Hated that. And so I was really pleased I got to get that out to the fans on my way out. So that's the one I really wanted to do. But getting that getting that out, I was very happy about that. I got to do most of what I wanted to do. I wanted Shooter shoot her out so badly. I wanted new characters, Tombstone. Uh, here's a good example. One I wanted to make, it's not even a Joe. I wanted to make... Uh, a transformer. I wanted to make a Decepticon that turned into a hearse and it would have been named Tombstone and he would have been black and dark gray and creepy. And I was so on top of that and I was going to get to it. And then I had already done the, the name search. I knew the name was available. And when I was on Joe and we were going to make a new Cobra, I said, we got to use the name Tombstone because I want to protect it in case we can use it on transformers down the road. So Tombstone is the guy I really wanted to make on both. I used him on Joe to save him for Transformers. So there's the one I really wanted to make. Imagine The Undertaker as a Decepticon. and That turned into a hearse. Right. That's what I want.
0: All right. So if anybody has any further questions about this one, by all means, uh, you'll, we've got all of our, our social media contacts down below. Uh, Send that off to our email and we will do our best to get that to pop up in one of our new mail call segments, which are little standalone episodes, which will be popping out probably on Wednesdays, uh, you know, depending on how much mail we've got to answer. Mm -hmm. So uh, stick with us on that one. Uh, If you keep giving us letters, we'll keep doing mail call Uh, promise. You know, we've always, always made a commitment to to taking care of questions that fans had. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. So just, just keep those coming in. If you have more questions now, um, if you're catching this later at home and, and there's a question that didn't get asked that's burning in your head, send it down to our email and, and we will do our best to take care of it at a later time. So Joe Colton, you've been quiet a long time. Let's, let's come to you for shout outs right out of the gate. Uh,
1: I'm gonna shout out to my husband, Wes, who has had a very rough week. Health wise, Um, we suspect he's got gallstones, so he's been in a lot of pain. Um, And to my mom and dad, who have been really supportive this week in um, a lot of personal matters with them and me and like extended family. And so I'm very proud of my mom for keeping her cool and calm. And to you guys,
0: we got to go rough somebody up.
1: No, 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 no. It's fine. They're they're overseas. It's fine.
0: All
1: right. Um, and to you guys, it's always a pleasure. And our fourth man, who's corralling the peanut gallery.
0: Holy. What? I'm trying to point to this general. there anyways, <laughs> it's, it's that way.
1: Every week is awesome with you guys. And Mark, I loved your presentation. I am w- sorry I got to miss it. I didn't I'm sorry I missed it. I wish I would have got to see it.
0: Well, sooner or later we're
2: all going to be at a convention
1: together. And that'll be that'll be good.
0: <laughs> I mean really, you got a better view of it here, so don't don't feel too bad. That's true.
1: That's true. He did mention a tiny laptop.
0: Yeah, it was. It you know, was, you you got, to sit on nice. your own, you got to sit on your own couch and be comfortable this time. Right. At the live,
2: though, the first time I presented, I was wearing that Duke shirt, right? Ah. And guess, guess how many people asked me about it. I think they were all like, that's a weird, like, Charlie Brown thing you got going on there, brother, but cool.
1: Um, And then I'm, uh, Maggie and Julie are the two girls I'm going to give a shout out to because they have had awful, awful busy weeks as well, and we've all kept it cool, and they're still very supportive. So, yeah, that's it. I'm
0: done. All right, Mark Weber, who we shouting out to? You know what? I'll, since I did all the
2: talking, I'll keep mine uh, mine short. And I mentioned this last week, but I didn't have the item handy, so this is both what you got in and a shout out to uh, White Vegeta. Is his uh, his name online? A, a fan of, of the podcast who came up to me at Joe Con and gave me this. So I, it's hard to focus on it, but it's like a level, right? Okay. With three green canisters. Yeah. Right. So pull he it
0: hit, in front of your hand.
1: Yeah, I'm like, a, what?
0: That okay. might. That might show pull us.
1: Pull it back a little
0: bit. See how they got the bubble?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: It doesn't really work with my hand because it's so white. So he handed it up and he was like, "Web, well, you know, we love the show. We call it Han Show, so I know where he knows me from." love the show. You know, you guys are great. Like, hey, I got something. And
0: you, you. doubted that nickname. Like,
2: right? I got something for you, he said. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, look at this. And I'm like, that's cool. I, You know, I can use the said. dang photos. And then he's like, yeah, what you do right? Is moon. Ah! Fits perfectly in Destro's briefcase, which has rotated one of the Cobra Sigils on. Not that one. That one. And he's ready to take his nanomites <laughs> to work.
0: Ready to destroy the Eiffel Tower.
1: Right? That's really cool.
2: So it's cool. It's unique. It's functional. And it was the best price ever. Free. So one of the coolest things I got uh, at Joe Fest was this. So uh, to White Vegeta, who hooked me up, I appreciate it. And uh, Destro appreciates it as well.
0: From inside his box.
2: From inside his box. And next week, minute, uh, next week, I'll tell you the story of this bad boy. All right. That's called a tease. Mm.
0: You're in the business. That's what we call it. That's right.
2: Tune in next week.
0: Oh. Oh. Uh- <laughs>
1: Your shout-outs, sir?
0: Uh, my shout-outs, of course, to the fourth man of our team, uh, Racktime Rob, Oli the Rock, um, the unsung hero of the What's on Joe Mine team. Uh Give a shout-out to our sponsor, Kokomo Toys. Uh, up up north there, we'll sing the theme song for them real quick.
1: Kokomo. Kokomo. Kokomo.
0: Kokomo, Kokomo toys. toys. Kokomo.
1: <laughs> Kokomo, Kokomo,
2: Kokomo, oh. Kokomo. Kokomo. Kokomo <laughs> Toys. Nice. I'd like some boys to manage it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: I just, I always get that image of, uh, that old Conan O'Brien sketch where Andy Richter's in front of the blue screen and he's wearing four different colored suits and lip syncing boys to men. Just it's fantastic. That's what I, anytime. Anyhow, um, give a shout out to, uh, Don Maui who came up with our mail call name. I asked him, Hey, you were in the Marines for a while, Don. What do they call it when you get mail? And he said, well, it's mail call. I said, like the show on the history channel. And he said, what? So I figured that right there, that was two for two. Cause he gave me the name and then he didn't get the, the, the regular, uh, you know, common, um, uh, pop culture reference. So I figured it was safe to, to grab that one for us. It's ours now. Right. It's, I mean, we'll, we'll of course always legally we're what's on Joe Mine mail call. So, um, uh, by all means, again, hit up our social social media down there. Our uh, our email address is amongst the clutter, uh, and you'll see it at the end of the show too. So, by all means, get get your questions in there. Uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in for the live stream tonight. We got up close to forty again to this evening. That is great. Plus, however many on Facebook, I'm not sure. Uh, we have ni- 11, um, 11 folks stopped by and and left some kind of an impression. So, you know, fifty. Please, right. nice. come on. Good on you. Uh, please, by all means, help us continue to make that bigger. Um, share us to your social media. It's just a matter of clicking little buttons. Just share and and put us on your Facebook page, and all your Joe friends will tune in with you next time. Uh, we really try to get this uh, our subscription level up. We're we're been kind of stuck in the 500s for a while, and we'll go as far as you guys want to take us. It really comes down to that. The more you guys comment the more you guys share us the more you guys subscribe and and for the most part we do pretty well everybody who's watching this 90 percent of you subscribe um and we can't ask for a whole lot more than that uh that's that's an incredible number um but uh yeah yeah get it get in there leave some comments and and uh do all the youtube stuff and do all the facebook stuff and and that number will be a lot bigger before you know it um want to give a shout out to diana we solar graphic uh coming home tonight uh for for the uh, the little Henry Golding thumbnail that we we used before the show started Wait
1: wait wait you said we I feel like it was you. I didn't yeah. steal anything.
0: If, if if it was me and I I figured I was giving you <laughs> some credit for actually doing some prep work.
1: Oh, um, I thought you were like hmm. accusing us of no, being I, thieves I, with I, you.
0: No, I I mean you you all... <laughs> Let's uh Let's
2: do the Diana Davis popularity check, okay? So, uh, true serum on. Who here stole an image from Diana Davis today? Hands up. Who here canceled her brand new Duke figure, which was Cherry and Unbelievable? That would be me. Oh, wait. I didn't do that one. You didn't do that one. Yeah. So, shooting to the top of the Diana Davis popularity charts. Right there. Number one. Wittable.
0: I mean, I stole an image from her that she stole from somewhere else. At least I'm giving. At least I'm giving credit for. Where some pe- some people just steal stuff and don't give any credit, right? You know, I could I could have just I could have been that jerk, mm-hmm. but you even saw it in there. I gave credit to Super Seven for their graphic. That's right. No duh, that came from Super Seven, right? We like Super mm-hmm. no, Seven. we do. We do. We have no problems with Super Seven. Anything that makes the brand a little bigger is something that makes the brand a little better. Just mm-hmm. like what's on Joe mind. That's what I'm talking about. Unless it's that helicopter that's a Berlin
2: coat. That's
0: eh, even then. I guess. Something to something to shoot at cars as they pass by. Poor little brothers. You know, yeah, something like that. Keeps the cat busy. Uh. <laughs> Chase my dog with it. <laughs> I mean, that's a good
2: idea. <laughs> Come here, Emma. You bark at everything anyway.
0: <laughs> and at least we don't have to call roadblock double blast. Oh. True, true. So true, bad. true.
2: No. So bad.
1: <laughs> bad. Awful.
0: But, uh, yeah, and, and just uh I, again. Um we are heading f- headlong into the summer and, and early fall here. There's a lot of conventions that are open. Joe Colton, you got yourself booked somewhere already, didn't you? Retrocon?
1: Yes, I'm I'm going to RetroCon. Um, I've been invited to something uh next this month, but I'm going to be up in Ohio visiting uh, Miss Mary Mercenary, so I won't be able to do that. But I am going to Dragon Con this year as well and Retro Con and then maybe one other one. We'll see.
0: All right. That's outstanding. uh, Make make sure, uh, you know, there's a good 50% of us that are fully vaccinated, and that's really what gives us the confidence to go out and do these sorts of things. Yes. If you are not fully vaccinated, that is two shots in the arm
1: or one, or if you want to rock the one, rock the yeah, one.
0: Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're only gonna get one, get one. But
1: yeah. getting,
0: getting two is better if you're supposed to get two. Yeah. Um, you know, don't don't worry about side effects. They're they're really not that bad. And yeah. the
1: FDA is gonna be approving the vaccine. So if you're hesitant because of that, there's there's no reason why they're not gonna approve it. So.
0: So get in there, get yourself fixed. We've got real problems in our country right now. Mm-hmm uh it's it's not getting a whole lot of of coverage because we're all in a bit of pandemic fatigue but there's there's places still in the u.s uh where most of our fans are i don't mean to exclude you if you're not here obviously the rest of the world is dealing with this it seems a lot you know it's a lot worse in a lot of other places than it is here in in the u.s um Mm -hmm. so that's just a foregone conclusion but there's places here in the u.s where uh the delta strain of, of COVID 19 is really really bad and it's
1: uh, spreading fast and aggressively and mutating.
0: Yeah, and so it, it the more of us that get vaccinated, the lesser of a chance it had if it fi- is able to find hosts and do that. So it is still yeah. of the utmost importance even though we are past the point in most of the country where where this is you know, it, it's crested, the worst is gone. Let's not leave the door open so it can come mm-hmm. back. Uh, go out, get yourself vaccinated, please. You're, you know, we cannot beg you enough. Um, but again, uh, you know, that about does it for this evening. Uh, for my co-hosts, Mark Weber, Joe Colton, uh, have a great rest of the night. Yojo. And again, subscribe, comment, like the video. Tell all your friends. Have a great rest of the evening. We'll catch you next Friday at 9.
1: Beer.
2: Bye.